big warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry Sunday Sermon Cheltenham Festival Preview. My name's Lee Keys of systembet.co.uk and as always my partner in crime to discuss the thoughts and the, and the racing ahead this week is John Ling of John Joe's Blogspot on Facebook. Well, we've had the uh, declarations in for the uh, first first uh, day's racing at the festival on the Tuesday, um, uh, obviously known as Champion Hurdle Day. And uh, I've got to say, I'm left a little bit underwhelmed, John. What's your thoughts on the amount of uh, runners we've uh, we've got? Well, up until declaration time, like, I was quite hopeful that the biggest letdown of the making was me finding out that Sneezy Foster's nickname isn't derived from a massive coke habit. <laughs> um, but, unfortunately, I mean... The silkrain obviously looks as thin as you'd ever want to see it. The yeah. article's pretty much a disgrace, and I am left wondering if this four-day festival is going to cut the mustard in the future, because uh, are, are we giving them too much choice? Where well, to go, you know? I mean, that's 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 a really pertinent question. I mean. The thing is, they've been banging the the you know the extra day drum now for for yeah. for a good while, and I think this this really is the nail in the uh, in in the coffin. It's just un, unjustifiable. I get the fact that it's probably down to a lack of crowds and probably lack of lack like the fact that owners probably can't be there, um, and it's not the same. But but by and by, I think this really does sort of. Put that one, put that one to bed. Um, Rumours have it as well. I, I was told this morning that Sneezy is not going to be attending the festival. What's all that about? Is he allergic? Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, who's, who, I mean, I can only. Th- I mean, I had this conversation this morning that who would do if Gordon's not going to be be there? And Sneezy's not going to be there. Then. It's gonna be. Is Jamie Codd gonna go over people like that? Is he, is he gonna get Ollie Murphy to get a, give him a helping hand? You know the the, the former assistant. I, I don't know. So Leary's way of working the ticket. He's moving the Yeah, but what I would what I would say to, to punters that's um, that you know that, that if you've got sort of bets that you, bets that you're liking at this stage, if this is the trend that you're seeing on Tuesday. Um, I would suggest if you in grade ones especially, if you fancy any of the shorter price ones, uh, I'd be tempted to go in now if you're certain that they're going to be running because it, it, it's clear it's clear from this that that you know that the fields are cutting up, especially in the in the graded races rather than handicaps. So if you do fancy a skinnier one, the chances are you, you could have a third or a fourth favourite pulled out or a, you know going hand, going deep. Yeah, you've got plenty of edge by going in now. I think, especially if you can, if it's non-running or bet with you with your bookmaker or or whatever. But I, I certainly think the edge is now rather than on the day because if if you really like one, the field, the the way the Tuesdays cut up, if the rest of the week cuts up a bit like that, then wow. But the handicap seemed largely. Do you think this might be the um, the last we see of three weeks with non-running or bet, late? Right? Because they're going to have a cut over this, aren't they? Well, we, you know, with with the field sizes, etc., it's just it's taken a lot away from from the glamour of it, 
everyone Chelsea loves loves an each way bet. You know, um, a lot of my friends will, will say to me, you know, have you got anything, you know, a price? Not not one of these favourites each way. You know, and it's obviously if you if you're dealing with small fields, it's, it's it takes that fun out of it as well. So not good, I don't think this for for, for Cheltenham and, and and for all concerned. But like I say, we are where we are in terms of the pandemic and you know the regulations and I, I do understand that owners and uh you know uh, fans can't go and see the sports and maybe that's had, a, had an impact anyway we're going to crack on because it's it's we've got a, we've got four days to go through me and john um and, and we're going to start with tuesday which is the first race on the card it's the 120 at cheltenham that's the supreme novices hurdle attracting um a, a disappointing field of eight john have you got any thoughts for the Supreme? Well, yeah, um, I, I, I did have a, a thought about the baby Joseph ass actually that was was in this because um, he hasn't declared it. So uh, I'll I'll concentrate on the rest, rest of the field. Um, Appreciate it to me just looks a worthy favourite. Champion yeah. bumper, natural progression to this race. Meet Valley Adam last time out. That one made yeah. a bit of a mistake. BFG was adamant he'd be closer next time. But that was before the stable switch. I mean, this might give us a bit of a clue what to expect from other switches at the meeting. You know, if this ran absolutely deplorably, you'd be worried about anything else that's been taken out of BFGs, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, yeah. Appreciate it's Probably not got everybody reaching for the Kleenex just yet because he's just been very professional and dealt with the opposition in the manner you'd want to see, like workmanlike, you know? Yeah, and, uh, I'd agree with that. Um, but I think really, I think he's just got the beating of these, you know? I, I can't really have met here. Uh, yeah. I don't think he'd be quick enough. And... Uh, Sorry to be boring, but it looks all right for appreciate this. Yeah, fairly much, fairly much concur with most of what you've said. Um, appreciate it has now beaten Bally Adam the last twice they've met. Um, and it's very difficult, conceivably, to see a, 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 a reversal in form. Um, appreciate it, like you say, has made the natural progression from champion bumper to, to this race. Done everything with a minimum of fuss. Not spectacular. Doesn't you know? It's not. It's not. It's not breathtaking. What it does, it just it gets on with it and does it. Um, and as and there's enough juice in the ground for me, you know, for it to you know to use that that sort of grinding style. Um, that's uh, that, that will make it very tough to beat. I, I feel this. So I, I agree with you, John. But again, best price of five to four, as we see at the moment. Uh, you know, it's one of those really. If, if you really like it, then I suppose five to four is fine. Um, but it's not really. I don't think one for me, me or you, John, is it really. It's chance, it? Yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's it. It's it's kind of a. It's it, it's price is is what is. So it, it, it's in the first to four chance, and you know, if you're back in the first to four chance, you want to be getting seven to four, don't you? For sure, for sure. Um, so we can't tell you anything that, that you can probably see for yourself there. Um, the 155 next race is the uh, Sporting Life Arkle. Um, 
very, very bitterly disappointing six on a lineup. Um, and I was told this morning that uh, El Dorado Allen was was due to line up uh, for the handicap um, later in the week, but basically has took this path because there was on the, the lack of entries. So that shows you the uh, you know the the lack of depth to the race. John, thoughts? This is pretty filthy, really, isn't it? I mean, uh, Shishkin should win. Um, then, of course, you get on uh, some of the steps. I think you've got on the pop air runners this season and the farm he's in. Um, I am inclined to think if all mankind gets loose on the front end and Miko's messing about, sitting fourth or fifth, and then has to make his mind up when to go after him, he could end up putting his jumping under pressure. So... It, it's a race I'm very keen to keep hold of, to be honest. Um, I don't fancy all mankind taking pre-race 4 to 1. You know, I'd like, it sounded like something considerably bigger than that about Doubtful Steer. Um, no, it, it's a no-bet race for me, but it wouldn't surprise me if something went wrong with Shishkin. Yeah. I mean, I'll get on to the... Hendo stats uh, in just a sec, but all mankind's chances have definitely been boosted by Felix Deji not lining up in the race. Obviously, Felix Deji's an out and out uh, front running speedball. So the fact that all mankind probably here, I'm not so definitely because you never know in this game, but probably will will have it its own way. Um, the 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 problem I've got with all mankind is that Warwick last time he. He had a hard race for me, you know, he belted a few, um, he didn't jump how he, you know, like he did at Sandown, um, he was all choke out, and I thought it was very hard on himself, um, still impressive, but I thought, you know, if, if a race leaves it mar- its mark, it could be that one, um, which, uh, that that kind of puts me off, in, in t- I, I'm quite against Shishkin, and the reason being, not because Shishkin isn't the best horse, he is, however, uh, Looking at the stats for uh, Nicky Henderson uh, over the last 90 days, I was absolutely shocked to see that in class one to three races, so forget the forget the pick-me-up novice hurdles that he's running odds on shots in, et cetera, et cetera. He's five wins from 78 runners in the last 90 days. Um, and for a Betfair SP loss of £48.30, 0.39 AE, uh, actual over expected, and he should have had 13 wins. And instead, he's had five wins. So, and of these five wins, if if you discount the um, the wins at Ludlow and Subble uh, for for you know two modest races, he's had on the blind side win the uh, win the rescheduled Rendlesham. He's had Craig Nietzsche win at Ascot and Shishkin win at one to seven. Those are Nicky Henderson's three wins in the last three months, the last ninety days in in, in graded company. Well, well, class one to three. So. That is extremely worrying. If you're sat there now and you, you've, you've taken a short price about Shishkin, can't be a good thing. I, I mean, let I mean, let me get this straight though. He is the best horse, and they, they make a monkey of you. You know, in terms of, you know, has he got the right feed for this week? Is the right juice in there? 
you know, that's the thing. It could just make a mockery of what I'm saying, what's gone off in the last three months. But if we're going on what's gone off in the last three months with Henderson, he's only 16% this year, usually 23%. It's certainly not a good sign if you're taking the 7-4 to four on. So my, my, one of my bets I was looking at for the meeting, if you've got a William Hill account, Nicky, number of winners for Nicky Henderson at the meeting, uh, you can get even money, uh, 0-2 to two winners at the meeting. Now, I think that is absolutely fantastic value. If you, if you, you know, people say, what's your banker of the week? If you've got a William Hill account, even money, Nicky Henderson, naught to two winners, I think that's where you go. Because even if Shishkin wins, um, then you've got Epiton, you know, that's not, that's no gimme. There's lots of, he's got, he's got basically hardly any bankers um, this week. So he's going to have to really be in, scintillating form to get more than two winners in my view um, so and I just can't see it so that, that's the bet for me there. so me and John I think so are we saying sort of no bet again John in the arc I, I can't bet in that yeah I agree I agree so so yeah we're going to set the stall out there so personally I'm, I'll be opposing all Nicky Henderson runners uh, this week until I see otherwise that I think you know there's a revival a definite revival I mean it's the two winners well, exactly, yeah. I mean, I mean, the two that ran it on Saturday in that handicap hurdle final didn't get to the last hurdle. They were, they were, they were absolutely leg, leg and legged. Um, yeah. So I, I'd be worried supporting Henderson running this week and, and, uh, until I see something, um, you know, more. Anyway, move on. We go to the third race on the first day. That's the uh, two thirty race. That's the ultimate handicap chase over. Uh, three miles and one furlongs on the old course. Happy go lucky heads the market uh, at around the nine to two mark. John, any thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, I actually backed happy go lucky yesterday morning. Um, ah. uh, I, I had this race down to two, actually. Um, happy go lucky and Ascaria 10. And happy go lucky was five to one yesterday morning. I say Nick Williams' tweet about uh, Lieutenant Rocco. Saying it wasn't running. Um, the boys on the Betfair Sports Belt clearly hadn't got themselves up very early yesterday, man. They were still showing at five to one. So I got as much on there as I could at fives. And with a view to actually saving on a scary 10 if a scary 10 was declared. Yes. Because uh, that one's now going to the. Um, uh, Ashland Chase. Yeah. So, of course, I'm left with that one. I'm, I'm, I've played fives on a, on a phrase book. You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the one thing that did concern me uh, was the switch to the old course um, and the slight drop-in trip. I, I don't think this horse does anything quickly. I know it's not a big drop-in trip or anything like that. It's just yeah. that... This horse has got sort of one gear. It gallops, it gallops really well and jumps really well, for, for, especially for a novice. Um, but I would, I would, I would, I wouldn't want it to become a test of speed at all for this horse, because I, I do think, um, you know, he's one that could easily get, you know, four miles no problem mm. in time. Um, you know, I mean, when, when he hit the front last time, he, he kind of idled and messed around. I like that because you, you you're disguising your your ability, but at, at the same at the same thing, the only yeah. the only thing I thought might might do him if he gets tapped for turf, um, 
um, at any point during the race, you can get in trouble. Mm. Um, and for a novice, you know, like <coughs> on the on the book, I, I can't really knock your selection. I've not got one in here to, to counter it, John, sir. Um, I, I didn't think it was that dangerous this year. No, it's not. Um, I mean, I mean, looking at the decks that have, that have come through, obviously we're recording this with the benefit of seeing the seeing the decks. Yeah. Um, there's not really a lot of underliers where I think, oh, you know, this one's got plenty in hand. I mean, the fact, well, it tells you all you need to know when um, the likes of I Wright is second favourite. You know, yeah. that's disguising absolutely nothing from the handicapper. No. He's rated 154. Um, it's a career high. So, and that's second favourite. So, whilst that's running well, yeah. at the top of it, it kind of tells you the kind of race it is that, that we've got no lurkers. So, yeah, yeah. possibly a solid favourite there uh, in Happy Go Lucky. John's backed that horse. Like he said, probably go off around three to one on the day. Um, uh, can't really knock it. There's nothing I can say negative about it, apart from I hope it doesn't doesn't find anything tactical or, or you know, slowly run or messy affairs. That's the only problem I could see. Right, we move on to the champion hurdle. That's the 305, it's the Unibet champion hurdle, um, where we've got um, the 10 uh, showing up for this. Uh, honeysuckle uh, uh, for Henry de Brumhead, uh, 9 to 4 at current price for Honeysuckle. Uh, John, have you an opinion on the champion? It could be the start of a massive wake for Blackmar, couldn't it? Um... You know, I mean, it's quite conceivable she could win champion hurdle and gold cup. You know, yeah. um, I think Honeysuckle has certainly done nothing wrong. Um, probably even looked a bit improved this year. That hugely impressive last time, put the race to bed a long way out. Um, you get onto the dangers, well, Epitant had. Well, she had her in-season, headache, bellyache, toothache, liver cancer, whatever, last time, you know, I mean, God knows. Uh, of those two, Honeysuckle looks the most likely to put her head down and get on with it. Yeah. Goshen finally stopped making the Jelly Dale mob look like they were talking shit with an impressive Kingwell win. But yeah. I don't think he'll have it all his own way on the front end in this. And I'm certainly not convinced the runner-up ran to his best last time because he was being thrashed right out to pass the rank outsider. Um, it, if anybody wanted an each-way player, I thought they could maybe do a bit worse than the Silver Streak. That should be delivered late and past Pete Narcis. But yeah. honeysuckle for me, I think. Yeah, I mean, to, to be boring... Uh, I may have to concur. Obviously, I, I'm taking a stance against uh, Nicky's horses this week, so uh, I won't be back in Epitom. Um, Goshen, obviously, very pleasing to see him back in some sort of fettle last time. However, I, I have to be convinced from time and form. I'm not convinced that anything ran the race that day, and that the ground was quite, in fact, was very deep. Um, the time was very slow. It was four minutes and one seconds. The I, I checked back through past times at Wing Canton on exactly the same going sticks. And Paul Nichols's novice lucky one actually did a faster time than that on exactly the same going sticks. So if the going sticks are reliable and to be believed, which they may not be, 
Um, but that did three three minutes and fifty seven seconds on exactly the same stick. So four could, seconds could, slower than could it could it be that Goshen's actually a raspberry and needs that sort of plover to perform? Possibly. Quite possibly, but I, I certainly need more convincing to be yeah. taking seven to two. If the time had backed it up, and I, and I, and I, and I looked at the time and gone, yeah, wow, um, you know that it, it, it matches the visual impression. Yeah. However, I, I, I thought from a long way out, Tom Simon's horse that had been in such good form, the uh, song for someone, the one terrible race, didn't it? Yeah, it was beat. It must have been beat. I would say halfway down the back. And, yeah. and I was betting him running accordingly as well that day. So, what? Are, look, I'm not crabbing Gershon. I, I, to be honest, I'd love to see Gershon win it. Um, I'm, yeah, from a fan point of view, I would. But from a form time point of view, um, it's a no. Um, and so that, that that's where I stand on the race. It depends on prices, but like you said, Honeysuckle, because I because I don't like the form of Henderson's yard, because I'm not so sure on Goshen, that sets it up nicely then for probably Honeysuckle at 9-4, to four, just run a race. I'm not a fan of the Mayor's Allowance, £7 in championship races. I don't mind it in grade 1s throughout the season for National Hunt, but when it comes to a championship race, which we've billed Cheltenham as now as a championship festival, I don't think Mayor's should be getting £7 in allowances, because then you can't declare a true true champion for a mare that beats something else by half a length into second, getting seven pound. So that's that's where I stand on. on Le- level, level weights at these prices, you'd be laying the hell out of it, wouldn't you? Well, that's it. You see, yeah, I mean, this is why I don't sit comfortable with it because you know you could laud her after the race if she scrambles in by half a length, said, "Oh, you know, fantastic for Rachel Blackmore, fantastic for the mare." You know what a tough mare she is. But she's she's in receipt seven pounds, and you know people say, well, that's a sex allowance. Yeah, but the the point is, when you, when you're <coughs> racing at championship level, you need to declare a champion. And that's you it. can't declare a champion if you're not on a level playing field. So that's how I stand see, on that. You're not going to have Michelle Way rocking up in the Masters in a couple of weeks, are we? And uh, oh. getting five shots of of Bubba. Well, that, yeah, well, that, well that, that's that's what I mean. I, I mean. Look, I know it might be controversial to some people. So, well, surely you know mayors should get allowances. Um, mayors have got races, haven't they? You know, what I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you if you if you think it's not fair, run in the mayors race. But Precisely. Make, make it level uh, I know for a fact. If if I if I own say, you know, I I'd feel a bit aggrieved if I owned a, a male horse. Giving seven to the female in in the in the, the championship race of the season. Yeah. I don't just doesn't sit with me. But some people disagree on that, and everyone's entitled to their own opinion. They're like arseholes. Everyone's got one. Um, Three forty Cheltenham is where we go next. It's the Close Brothers uh, Mare's Hurdle. Um, Concertista is the very strong uh, market leader at a best price that I can see at the moment of eleven to ten. John. Any view here? I'm absolutely delighted the skeletons have decided to run Roxana in this. Um, I think she's got proper stairs hurdle form in the bank. Yeah. Whereas Concertist has been rolling mares over left, right, and centre. And I, th- I think this is a good opportunity for the skellies to get one on the board. Yeah. Um, I think he's a good pace of placing. I think 
excellent rally out for to one. Each way a pleasure. That I do not see three of these beating it. That's and, gone uh, now. Three to three to yeah. one, John. Three right. to three to one. Well, yeah, it did look a bit stand out, I must admit. You've taken it. You 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 you've done everybody. <laughs> The three to one best price across the board for the uh, for the skeleton there. Uh, I, I, I must admit, I did, I did have a little each way double with one coming up uh, later on this year at Doncaster. Oh yeah, yeah, um, in the Lincoln King Otter car, which uh, I've, I've got quite a few uh, exotics this week going on to him. I, th- I think he's uh, a, a proper bet. In, in the Lincoln at twelve to one, so I'm uh, I'm I'm trying to save a few quid to get plenty on him. Well, they, there you are, folks. Not only do you get Cheltenham Festival advice on this cast, you get the Lincoln advice as well. John, very sweet on King Otter Car for the Lincoln at a best price twelve to one. You might want to avail yourself to some of that. Um, in reply to uh, John on Roxana. Um, my one concern would be, uh, I don't discount, the level of her form this season would certainly be superior to con- Concertistas. I think, I think that's uh, that's a gimme. Um, the one problem I've got is that, obviously, all the Forbes are over three miles. Um, and in this race last year, she was um, a little bit outpaced at this trip uh, when finishing fourth in this race. And that would be one concern. Maybe the drop back in trip uh, might play a bit better this year, That's the thing. I mean, she's nine, but a level of form suggests to me it's a higher level than she's achieved in past years. So, if you know, if 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 she can certainly run to that level, back you know, back in trip, um, she's a player. But don't forget, it's the it's the Cheltenham sharper track, um, you know, and I do think the two four, you know, might pose a bit of a problem for her, you know, in terms of, you know, she just might want a bit further. But but that that'd be my only concern. But I I agree with your sentiments. Um, Concertista is is priced up, I think, on Willie Mullins. Uh, yeah. She's improved, by the way, this year. She she mm. I've no doubt she has improved this year. Um, but five to four, um, I think it's more. I mean, apparently she's she's blazing up the gallops at Willie's, and you know that's the so obviously her well-being reflects the price because that's why she's five to four. Um, I would say just as just as a bit of value for anyone, um, uh, the sneezy horse in the race, Black Tears. Uh, watch for the ground. Um, she particularly enjoys nice ground. She likes good to yielding, you know, that good ground. She's a good ground mare and she's a miles better mare when she gets them conditions. I'd say she's £10 better in those conditions than we're racing in the mud. So might be just one just keep an eye on, especially for place-only markets or each-way bets. See how the ground's riding on, on Tuesday. None of us know how it's going to ride. Turf tracks are saying good to soft. The weather first chance to get a bit of chop out then. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I don't even believe turf tracks at times because, I mean, they gave Sandown as good to soft and, you know, they were 30 seconds slower than standard. So yeah. that, that, that's what you're dealing with. Never go to bed with going reports until you can actually see it. Um, and 
you know, that's that's what we're looking at, really. If black, if it's soft ground, then I wouldn't be with black tears. If it's near, nearly good ground or good to soft, then black tears. Watch for a big run from her. She, she won't be far away. That's a nice price for Sneezy and Big Gordon. Anyway, we move on. Um, the penultimate race of the first day of the festival is the 4.15 race at Cheltenham. That's the uh, Fred Winter. Uh, not called the Fred Winter. It's a disgrace. The, the, yeah, the kid messing about with the names, don't they? And you, you know, you, you don't know what the hell you're betting in half the time. Yeah, and the thing is, right, I, I don't like this. I don't like it when they're allowed to change names. No, because that's a bit like how people get fond of horses. Well, us old sticks get fond of certain races. I mean, I was used to love the Mandarin at Newbury and yeah. then they changed that for a while, and you know, and things like there's things that. Yeah, you know, that should be left and just left. And if they want to add a sponsor's name to the end of the race title, then do so. But I don't believe that that you know, like registered as the Fred Winter. It's the Fred Winter for God's sake. It's a new race that's been made up. It should be left as that. So we all know what we're talking about. Well, exactly. I mean, Sunderland Road Trophy. It's the Hennessy, isn't it? It's yeah. the, that's it. That's it's not it. the Bet Fred Gold Cup. It's the Whitbread. It's the Whit. That's it. There's, there's certain things that just that stick. And I think they should be just left at that personally. Um, anyway, we'll get, we'll get on to previewing it. Uh, <laughs> so this is the Fred, this is the Fred Winter. Uh, we've got, finally got a field size to go at for you for you each way, junkies. It's a twenty-two runner affair, um, so plenty to get your teeth stuck into. Uh, Who Gree of Paul Nichols uh, leads the market. Um, his favourite around nine to two, five to one, I believe. I'm just going to check that and verify it because it does change. No, five to one, Hoogry is favourite. Um, John, have you any view on this? Uh, yeah, yeah, the fair old look through this rehearse. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's quite a weight spread in, in this rehearse, past winners, anything from 11 8 to 10 6. Um, it's an even spread between England and Ireland, it's fair each. The last 10 winners. Yeah. Um, I'm of the view that you don't tend to hear a great deal about winners of this afterwards, you know. I, I think you probably want a, a here and now off rather than something stacks more to offer later on, you know. I mean, they tend to go triumph, wouldn't they? Um, I think St. Sam's been busy, but he's quite solid ratings-wise, decent on the clock. Um, Nasser Lamb... Very similar. Looks looks to have levelled off, but I, I think this will suit him and he'll run pretty well. Um, but the one, the one I'm backing is Bustleton. Um, two runs back, he's only four lengths behind the triumph service. Gets in here off 10-10. And uh, feasible that he, he's better than that. You know? Yeah. Um, so that, that, that's the one I liked in this, Bustleton. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't sort of knock that choice really because about I, mean, I was looking. It, to me, it was between the likes of uh, Bustleton and Saint Sam, only because they got ties into the triumph favourite and quick yeah. loss. That you know, these are good horses, and and I just thought, well, they're running behind what are essentially going to be the front runners in the triumph hurdle, so. If you're running close to those sorts, then you you know you'd be you've got to be reasonably weighted. You'd think in a Fred Winter, um, 
so yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I, I like I like the Saint Sam Bustleton form. The Who Gree, I mean, he was banged there at Chepster, uh, the, the the Nichols favourite, um, and then he belted absolutely belted, knocked it out of the floor the second last. Mm. And I do respect, I, I do respect that that French recruits can can just take that little bit of time. Um, but I, I'm I'm struggling. I, I I'm absolutely struggling to see why he's favourite on on the back of. Uh, I mean, he's got some decent French form. I, I, I looked. I looked at that. It's okay, but I'm struggling to see. I, why I think sometimes going. there's a bit of bias in favour of these that's been doing it in France. You yeah, know, I think that the absolute finished article and maybe a year or two ahead of ours. But I don't think that's always the case now. Well, I, I, I love Saint Sam in France, and then it, he was obviously put in yeah. his place by by Gordon Elliott, um, <laughs> and and kind of. Like you say, I'm, I'm just not a fan. Of, I, I don't. I, I understand its chances, but I, I don't. I don't get why it's five to one on what I can see. But I'm exactly with you here. So we're agreeing quite a lot here because we like honeysuckle. I think we like the, the champ. Uh, I, I, I do like the Saint Sam Bustleton kind of connection. If you're playing in a very very uh, large field, Fred Winter. We move on to the final race of the first day. It is the slog fest, the uh, the Sam Vesti National Hunt Chase. Um, they've, they've lowered the trip these days to three miles six, so with two furlongs less of pain. Um, normally, it's a it's an absolute stamina sapper for these, especially if the ground rides on the soft side. And in um, Roma, though, they've knocked, knocked the two furlongs off at the front, so it's going to be just as bad at the finish anyway. <laughs> Typical, typical I mean, BHA decision. Yeah, I mean, it is really. I mean, we, we, before we came on, we're on about the BHA. I mean, geez. But this race, obviously, is now uh, lesser because of Rich Richie. He sent his Royal Pagai to the uh, Gold Cup. Uh, so that must have worked well. This, this, this is his one track at the Gold Cup, though, isn't it? Because he's got monkfish for the next four years. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, he, he's not going to be bothered what happens to this after, after the World Cup. Yeah. No. So pension, pension with, that, with that in mind, I, I'll go first here instead of asking you for because um, it looks like we're copying up from. Um, and <laughs> the, the the 450 race. So yeah, so Galvin heads the market at two to one, and rightfully so. However, um, again, this is a provisio for me. Like we all piled into Sandown, think we were, and, and thought we were backing good or good ground horses at the weekend, only to find out that you wanted the heavy super sloop monsters going. Um, I don't want a s- same scenario here where I'm tipping up a horse like Galvin that's a short enough price anyway, um, and you know he's a better horse with less cut. So again, for me, it's an on the day decision with Galvin. If, if it's nice ground. I'll possibly bet Galvin at the right price, but I'd be wanting a lot bigger than sort of two to one. It's a bit too short, uh, but he'd be one I'd be interested in, obviously. Escaria 10, um, you know, a good contender for this because I do believe he wants extreme distances. John, your thoughts? Yeah, it's a good job we're not copying because obviously I think Galvin's the most likely winner with Escaria 10. <laughs> 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 Uh, Jamie Codd was no help at all. He, he 
he, he appeared on a preview about a week ago and told everybody that was willing to listen that Galvin was the one who was most looking forward to riding. Um, he hasn't actually come down from the clouds from that 50 to 1 thing he tipped in the Supreme Novices a few years ago. Um, and everybody's latched on to it, which hasn't helped Galvin punt as one bit. No. Um, I didn't particularly make Jamie Codd to tell me it was a decent bet, so I'm a little bit brassed off about that. But uh, prices as a stand, I think I'd probably bet a scary a 10, you know. But getting well, Galvin is dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean like I said, for me, it's, it's the ground with Galvin. And obviously, you, you, you're getting the switching yards. Yeah. So, so again, like we said earlier on, where we said we want. Yeah, I think Bally Adams is a, a key player there, you know, with that switch. Yeah, I think if Bally Adams runs poorly, I think you'll see Galvin drift. We'll all get the jitters, won't we? <laughs> I think There's no so. Two ways about it. Yeah. Sneezy, oh, get, get the hankies out and the chop and. Yeah. You know. um, something, something before we move on today, too. Something to point out to listeners this week that myself and John will be doing a, a daily chew the fat uh, podcast uh, in the evening uh, of each day of the Cheltenham Festival. Um, this basically is to cover off how much money we've lost and how you know how much it, we're doing it, our it bollocks. It should be quite entertaining, actually. I think we'll both have the gin out, won't we? And, uh... Yeah, Jim will be out, and you know there'll be some absolute slander, be a slander fest. And I'll, we'll be both letting you know how much we're losing, which you know you there can share. Much, much smoke blowing, that's for sure. Yeah, no, no, everyone loves sharing others' pain, so so we thought we'd do a, a daily thing so you can share in in, in our inevitable pain. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot. Shout and Freud. Yeah, yeah, lovely. So every night this week, uh, tune in around around seven thirty ish. You'll get like a 20 minute sort of mini debrief of every day. And plus, with any advice for the following days, if things like ground change or are they coming down the stand side, all this rubbish. I uh, seriously, um, I'm please. confidently expecting us to discuss preferred methods of suicide tablets or shotgun <laughs> in the house. <laughs> I think so. I mean, I mean yeah, yeah, every year we, we, we get excited for, for this kind of meeting and then. After about two days, you just can't wait for it to end. Well, that's me anyway. Bring on Utoxys uh, in the Midlands National. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You end up studying for Utoxys for about as yeah. soon as next come out on Thursday. Yeah. Anyway, on to day two. That's uh, the uh, on the Wednesday. <coughs> uh, the first race, the 120, is the Ballymore Novices Hurdle, a grade one event. Um, Bob Ollinger is favourite for this mm. race, John. Um, oh, crazy, yeah. <laughs> well, Thoughts on, thoughts on this chap? I, I feel like I've been backing this since God's dog was a pup. Um, I, I, I really, really fancy this. I'll get away from it. I wouldn't say fancy praise. I'm slightly better than what it's showing now. Um, and I, I could well back it again because I, I can't really see a problem with it. I, I think it's got too much speed for these. Um, I think it's the absolute class horse in the race. Probably got two dangers to deal with. I think the pumpkin head horse will probably try and make it a test. Uh, I'll just say Bob Olin just sweeping past him, to be honest. Bob. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I confess I had a real good bet on him last time. Uh, do like the horse. Uh, love his way of going about things. And if you look back earlier in the season when he was beaten by Fernie Hollow, he gave that horse an absolutely mega fright. You know, that's that's the champion bump horse, sadly injured, um, you know, for the season. You know, this was the horse beat Appreciate It last year. Uh, and Bob Ollinger made this. And Bob Ollinger, by the way, that day didn't jump as well as Fernie Hollow because I was shocked. Mm. Fernie Hollow in, and I'm thinking, well, Bob's not jumped anywhere near as well, in my opinion. He was losing little bits of ground each hurdle. And... And he still made Fernie Oliver pull out all the stops. And that, for me, showed his class. And that's basically why I bet him last time as well. Um, however, and I respect your opinion, John. And I do, obviously, that's why he's, he's race favourite. But I, I'm going to have to say that one of my bets at the meeting is Brave Man's Game. Um, this this an asterisk next to it, if you like. So this is one of my first bets of the meeting. Um, I just have to go on gut reactions, really. Um, when he won the Chalo last time out, um, these were my exact words on the run. I said, this is a future Gold Cup winner. He's wasted over hurdles. Um, he's such a big horse. Um, just gallops. and Absolutely. I love, I love the horse. I think, like I said, as long as they keep him sound and he's no, no future wind issues, things like that, this horse is my future Gold Cup. He's my future... You know, blogger worship champion kind of lift him on, lift him on, lift him, lift him, lift him, Harry. Um, so yeah, uh, Brave Man's game for me. I'd be very keen on this horse. Uh, he he has been nibbled in the market. Um, three to one, he's sort of it's not the general price, you can get seven to two hundred to thirty, but it is drying up, uh, with the books. And Brave Man's game would be my choice. And one of my asterisk bets for the meeting, so uh, you know, I'm definitely a punter around the seven to two mark on Brave Man's Game. So differences of opinion there. Two nice horses there, Bob Ollinger and Brave Man's Game. Me and John at loggerheads there. We go to the second race on the Wednesday. That's the um, uh, the. Oh, I'm just trying to. I'm just Car- trying Car- to get, get, get. I'm trying to get my head around this. Now it's the uh, it's the novice chase on the, on the Wednesday. The, uh, the yeah the, the Broadway oh, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the three miler three mile novice uh, it's the, just lap, because, the lap of honour yeah the, the, yeah the brown advisory novices chase uh, like I say I'm not a fan I, li- I like I like the proper name title put first and then the sponsor not the sponsor before the, the name title the trouble Sorry. is with this one we have to call it the Royal and Summer Lions don't we well, that's, that's right I don't, I don't, <laughs> Well, well, we would have done, but they've obviously knocked him yeah. back from three mile two and a half. Yeah. Back to three miles and a half a furlong. So, uh, anyway, Monkfish leads the, uh, the, the the charge around the, the 8 to 13 mark, I believe, John. Are we, are we opposing Monkfish? I, I certainly am not. Um, plenty going for him. He's been hugely impressive in our starts. I, I just found it impossible to say I want to beat him, really. Of all the shorties this week, I think somebody put a gun to me head and said, you have to stake your life on one. This would probably be it, really. Um, stays well, has the farm in the bank, jumps like Colin Stagg. What more could you want, really? You know, uh, 
Well, I mean, I'd like to counter it with something of value, but I mean, it's more or less like you say, um, it's done absolutely nothing wrong. It bowls along from the front. Uh, good old Colin Tizard's got one in here that I do like. I do like the horse, the big breakaway. But Colin, again, has had one of them sort of seasons where I'm sure he wants to, like, just just completely forget it. Um, because the, the poor fella, when I was going about Nicky Henderson and he's recording classes one to three in yeah. the last 90 days, well, good old Col uh, is at one from 47. So, okay. 2%, um, you know, that's, so, I mean, again, I mean, I, I, I like that arsely. And I mean, then you look at it and you think, Jesus, he doesn't even manage to win. Uh, no. I mean, it, it was desperate. It was desperate at Christmas because it would have beaten Shamblu with a better ride and if it had jumped a little bit better. But it's all if it's if. Um, as I said, it can't afford to make any kind of mistakes against Monkfish. If it, if it makes any mistakes whatsoever, it, that's it. it, it it's over. So I don't see any any appeal in that. There is one though. Um, I'm I'm going to put up against Monkfish as a bit of value for those of you that just want a price. Um, Sporting John um, of uh, Philip Hobbs. Unfortunately, we've got Dicky on. Um, but I mean, if if you watch the Sandown race last time, it was an astonishing performance. Um, Shamblu was probably up, on the brunt of a front end, you know, pace duel. Um, but the fact that this horse wasn't jumping, it, it was missing fences out, it was just getting <laughs> everything wrong, and it just come through absolutely powering like it had just joined in at the bottom of the hill before the pond fence. And to me, I, I just think up to the three miles cover the naked of the horse. So, sporting John maybe as a bit of sport against Monkfish, if if obviously into 13, four to seven is not your thing. I did think Sporting John um, could run a massive race there, uh, especially like with a lot of doubts about some of the others uh, handy in the betting. So we move on to the third race on Wednesday. It's the uh, Coral Cup. A fi- finally, a race that's 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 the old name. Anyway, the, the Coral Cup handicap hurdle, two and our, two miles five furlongs. Uh, the favourite is Sneezy's horse, Grand Ra. Um, John, any view on the Coral Cup? Yeah, I think, I think uh, listeners are finally going to get a bit of conflict here. They've been crying out for um, Obviously, Grand Gua has been well founded in the market. But, I mean, it's slightly raced. Look, she'll appreciate the extra distance. Kept on really well over top now last time. And... I also think the snoozy Fosdyke fans will be all over the coral attempt each way double with this and the boss's Oscar. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. Both of them by the morons. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I couldn't put anybody off betting that. But the, the, I, I don't like a couple of price here and there. You will laugh when I tell you. They're both trained by Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, if you if you learn pop there this week, these could leave you in a bit of bother. Uh, Birchdale was as blatant as it gets at Kempton last time, tanking along three quarters of the way back. Then, as they headed towards the home straight, widest of wide courses steered, 
and then we had the chicken wings coming out in the straight. Could certainly have finished a lot closer. Could probably have won if they'd only applied some of the owners' money in the betting market before the race. Um, that would be one. I think that's about 20 to one. And the other one I think is of serious interest is Janika. Uh, races off a much lower amount than does in chases and was coming back from a year off when running at Ascot. Nicely back that day. Disappointing. Yeah. But that said, it was held up and being held up has been crap at Ascot this year. It's had a wind-up, and this is the second run from a wind-up. Now, it's far from concrete, but at 50 to 1, it doesn't have to be. You know what I mean? That's a really interesting shout, yeah. You know, I I think at at that price, it's sort of factored in the the Popeye doubts and everything, isn't it, you know? Well, it's an interesting shout, because obviously... In that in that handicap hurdle that Craig Mead won, Yannicka uh, went off at five to one and well fancied. Obviously, mm-hmm. like you say, uh, not a lot at Ascot really has 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 gotten it from off the pace this year. No. Um, more or less, all the handicap hurdles are just are just you know you've got to be on the front end. So, like you say, taking off the wind up, it's not a chance to to show possibly what it can show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, but for Endo's form, you'd say that fifty to one is absolutely huge. Um, I'm not going to better that. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't think I can better than that with with any of my sort of half fancies in this. So I'm going to let John take centre stage there with a with a big call there. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, I mean, fair, fair play. Where I mean, that's something I, I haven't. I haven't noticed that. Um, and, and like you said, the. Yeah, he's tempted at big odds, that. Yeah, interesting. Uh, right, we move on. Nothing from me in the Coral Cup. Uh, 3.05 at Cheltenham, that's the uh, Queen Mother Championship. Oh, that's the cup change in there, isn't it? You know what I mean? Well, uh, I mean... She, she's gone. Let's call it the Phil the Great for one year on. <laughs> Phil the Great Championship. Yeah. yeah. They'll not, they'll not tell us till September anyway. Well, I'll say all, all the money everybody's lost playing Phil on the dead pole. I think that's it. I think that's it. Basically, everyone's on. on, on I mean, Murray Walker shot Edidham last night. And then yeah. they've all gone in again. And Marvin, Marvin Adler's took them out this morning. And, uh, They're having a terrible run. Oh, that's terrible, bro. I mean, I mean Marvin Agler. I mean, Matt's come from nowhere, hasn't he, really? You know, I mean, we, yeah. didn't, we didn't even think he had cold. No. You know. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> back to the race. Shaq um, and Porsoir, he's a uh, level your devils. Um, Altio. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm laughing, but uh, Altio is a seven to one second in friendless, absolutely friendless. Altio, um, John, give me a lead in. Okay, Doc. Well, um, obviously, Shaquem Parsoir is the one to pace. Uh, comes in this in good nick, best on the figures, jumps well, ground no concern. Blah 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 blah. Uh, Altio is just a conundrum, isn't he? You don't know what's going to turn up. Even at his best in previous years, 
you'd be worried about him beating this favourite, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's a long time since he showed anything like his best for me. You know, yeah. I think you're going back to well before he got thumped by surname at Ascot and, you know. Now, apparently they've decided to put some headgear on. Now, unless it's a baseball cap with the word twat written across the front, I'm not too bothered, really. <laughs> uh, the one I would offer up here is first floor. I think it looks as good as anything the Brits can offer up. Uh, yeah. That's I, I, it just ran the finish out of Politolog. You know, yeah. I, I think that'll have a big ass turn in that far round. Newby Negra beat LTR fair and squad thumped him really on Boxing Day. But yeah. you don't know what it beat in LTR that day. You know, I mean, that LTR could have done to that one thirty even that day. God knows. Um, and to me, that anyway, that was an isolated bit of farm. I'd still like to say that there was something similar to a different horse, you know. Whereas I, I think yeah. first floor beat a good yardstick, fair and square at Ascot. So I can't really understand why it's a bigger price than Politlog. See, so, I disagree with you. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm massively in disagreement. Um, Politlog must have hit about six fences that day. It jumped very stickily, um, and. I it just and the the reason why it backs me up is because I looked at the time and so I analysed past Ascot times uh, for you know for the two mile one and yeah. it, it it was slower than possibly what most handicap chasers run Ascot in uh, mm-hmm. on on the same on the same going sticks so for me I, I very much doubt the level of the form um, just purely on that angle. Uh, and obviously Politolog won it last year but we know it wasn't a good race last year either um, yeah. and I, I just don't think there's I mean you've got a, you've got possibly a field of raspberries you know like Altior um, like Newbury Negra where did that come from yeah um, but uh, you know he just I mean the season before it's it getting tanked by you know like Rouge Viff and Esprit de Large that can't win handicaps now. I mean, that, that was the question. Did it beat the rotting carts of LTR? You know. Well, well, exactly that. You know, you did, the, uh, everyone was shocked. And yeah. I remember saying, uh, speaking to Catherine, Catherine Fry, and she said, she said, they must be juicing that skeleton horse. And, but then again, you look at it and just think, well, did, did, it, did it just be, you know, a, a, an absolute... You know, a, a finish, a finish, finish. Yeah. I mean, 11, 11 years old. I no, no, absolutely no. Um, and especially form we endos, so it's a no. Uh, so Chuck and Porsoir, I'm not going to put it up. As, I'm not going to start putting up. Do, do you think this is the start of a Badsworth by three timer or something in this? Uh? Um, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, you look at the Arkham. Um, and if Shishkin, if Shishkin wins the Arkle, like we think he should do, yeah, we're, we're going to say he's beaten out now, though, aren't we? <laughs> well, we probably would, but but you, you think if Shishkin did, yeah. mm. then Shishkin's going to win, win probably. Shishkin's the next Altio, um, yeah. uh, and I think that's 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 the void filler. 
It's, mm. it's a race again where I've only got a view that I'm just doubtful of first floors beating a Pulitzer. Um, I don't like to put the kettle on in terms of like she was third to um, uh, Shaq and Porsoir last time. Didn't see any reason why she would turn that round at all. Um, you know, not even an inkling that she'd, she'd be able to turn it round. Um, mm. And just one of them again. Again, you know, like what Ian Davies said about overanalyzed races and yeah. you know prices. It's one of them kind of events, and it's you've got even money check and post. Well, well, that's probably what I, what we'd make it in it. Yeah. <laughs> if we if we were chalking up, if we were allowed a louder pitch, we'd we'd chalk up and go levels you devils. Yeah. So. I, I'd just sneak a couple of minutes and then have a drink on the other. Yeah. But I mean, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so for me, it's a it, it's an outside off stunt race. You know, just 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 let it pass you by for me. Uh, yeah. Maybe enjoy the sport uh, and go from there. Anyway, oh, we move on to the <laughs> the, the the three forty race, the, the cross country. This uh, is it, isn't it? <laughs> is it? Is this one where we just literally? I mean. I will have the gin, gin out this week. I've got a lovely selection. And, um, yeah, we've seen that on the, on the Twitter, the photos. Excellent. Yeah, yeah it's, it's ready and waiting. And, I, and I'm thinking, come the... And I'm not, by the way, I'm not advocating drinking and gambling. I mean, no one ever does it at Cheltenham Festival. No one gets pissed and has a bet. But don't tell Gambling Commission I said that. Um, it's a so, so we got it. We got it cross country, and I think this is where I'm going to get the gym bowl out, and um, you know, and just I mean, I, Tiger Roll, he looks dead, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I think they moaned about the national weights. I mean, this this was the rumours I got told that Tiger Roll was refusing to go to the gallop. He, he, you know that that that's why they they didn't you know they moaned about the national because he, he they said he ripped it. but then this could be double bluff this could be kicking king you know this could this could be the he's definitely not going to run at Cheltenham Festival he's out thousand to one on Betfair you know bang you know this could be the famous double bluff John thoughts um, well I'm to be honest with you I'd love to say Tiger will piss up here and then. Or lady having to face a few awkward questions. I don't know if she left it in the national now and things like that, you know. But to be honest, I can't see it. Um, I, 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 I was disappointed with it last time. I think it probably is genuinely dead, you know. Um, it's, it's, it's a funny race. I mean, easy landing, convince everybody he's run early in the season. Um, if if he was coming here without having done that, tilt one, everybody would be throwing all this else to back it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, on the figures, he's pretty well in, really. Um, I thought an interesting one was Le Bruyne, who <laughs> has stats to find, um, but I thought these fences might just ginger him up a bit and... He, he could probably run well, but, I, you know, I want the stupid praise about him. Uh, the other one that caught me out was Balco de Floss. Um, that's been running in races, absolutely zero chance in. Um, 
this isn't the same at all. He's bang there on the ratings. It's one at Cheltenham. <laughs> Slightly different yeah. course. Um, don't have concerns about him travelling over at any rate. Um, I think Blackmore will give him a nice handy ride. And I think the field will thin out fairly quick. I, I could see this one going short in running as a, as a back to later. Yeah. Fair play. Uh, fair comment. Um, the only thing I, I can only, I mean, this is not my forte, so I'm not going to, I'm not waste too much time. But Easy's land just was, made so many mistakes uh, at, on the cross country last time. Um, I mean, I, the only reason I know is because I was just watching it from an in running perspective. And I just, I remember got, it went out to about two to one, obviously. And I just thought, well, I'm going to lay this because it, it's jumped that bad that if this wins, it must be, it must, you know, it, it just, it'll be incredible if it manages to win. So it yeah. did jump extremely bad. And I don't know why it did that, given its experience of, of such, such, such uh, courses. But anyway, it did. But I'm sure if the favourite um, comes back to its very best, then probably that's the one. But I'm not going to dwell on this race because there'll be people that know a lot more than I do. Um, well, that's a gin out. Absolutely. Gin's out and um, we move on. The 4.15, the next race is the Johnny Henderson. Uh, very strange placing of this race because, as we know, the Grand Daniels usually later in the week uh, being moved tracks now. To the Generally old on last day, isn't it, this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everybody's getting tired and emotional. Yeah. Um, Crying <laughs> yeah. about their dads and things, you know. <laughs> he, he's too drunk by the last day. Maybe that's why it is. Perhaps he's too drunk. To removed, yeah. Jackie's been too drunk to present the prize, something like that. Yeah. He's probably <laughs> fallen off the stage or something, you know. <laughs> um, so, anyway, they've moved it to the old course. Um, and. Obviously, I mean, I, I was very keen on one uh, in this uh, of uh, Sneezy's chosen mate. Obviously, absolutely pissed up last year. You knew it was going to win from two and a half out. I was sat with you in the uh, golf clubhouse, um, you know, and I said, you know, this was my, yeah. my meeting, and I was cheering it on, much to the uh, annoyance of Ginger Hitler. Yes, was, he wasn't happy, was he? Absolutely livid at the fact that I'd, I'd won a right few quid. Um, and and this horse, you just knew it had won. Now, the two things here, obviously, different track, which is, is sharper in nature, a bit, little bit more difficult for the closers, which this usually is. And, uh, he could have travelled a bit. He could have travelled closer. He travelled a bit last year, didn't he? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, listen, I'm still backing it. I think, yeah. I think 14 to 1 is absolutely huge. Eight yeah. pounds isn't going to stop it. Because the reason I say this is because last year they, they ended up stopping it all the way up to the up to the Fez, and that's why I backed it. Um, and it's pretty much similar this year. It's spin, 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 spin. Uh, so, I mean, it's only only negative. No, David Russell. It's probably going to be Jack Kennedy. Maybe don't know. Don't know. What, I don't know what Jack Kennedy's going to do. But but anyway, whoever they get, Keith Donahue, he rides it. I, I don't know. But chosen mate for me at fourteens will be a big price. John thoughts. Uh, I had two in this, and one was chosen mate, um, and that was that was my alternative. But the the one I'm actually strong on here is Duke Des Genevres of Pumpkinheads. Yeah. Um, 
Well, weighted horses don't tend to do well in this. I'm not bothered with anything below 10, 12 in the handicap. Um, ran well for a long way this behind Nuba Negra on Boxing Day. And then had absolutely no chance, dropped out against first floor at Ascot. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that was more or less to get on top of the settling issue. Um, this and the lately pace ought to be more of his bag. Um, it ought to stop him fighting his jockey. And then I watched a preview two or three days ago where Pumpkinhead stated that Larkin Williams gets on really well with this one. He was keen that he should ride him. And he said he is happy riding him. And uh, I'm perfectly happy to rock along with this one at 20 serves to one. I, I really like this as a, a value bet, to be honest, 20 serves. Well, certainly the, I mean, the second to put the kettle on, um, where he, he ran <coughs> in Cheltenham with the, with the choke out in yeah. November, if you remember, and he did amazingly well, I thought, to get so close to that horse. Like you said, backed it up, I suppose, at Kempton. I was a little bit, dis- again, it, it was it was just too gassy. Um, he, you know, he gassed himself out and he just paid the price turning in. He's, he's got some terrific pace, this horse, which, like you say, could suit. On, on this track, on yeah, because they're going to go quick, and um, I think he'll drop it uh, later this way. Well, that's it. As long as he can just race and not be too hard on himself, mm. um, you could see a, a you know plenty of improvement. And like from what he's shown this season, so if that's the case, he, he's a contender if he can uh, race yeah. more kindly. So, right, so that's me and John covered off in the the uh, the Grand Annual. Um, we move on to the final race on the Wednesday. That's the uh, Weatherby's champion bumper. Uh, two very, well, two two horses really dominated proceedings in Kilcruet and Sir Gerhard. John, any thoughts on the bumper? Uh, I suppose you'd say toss a coin, take your pick, but I, really, I, I thought of the, those two, I thought Kilcruet was slightly more impressive. Uh, but it, they're both well found in the market, these two, and I'd like to put an alternative in here. Three straight life. That ah. The worry is the lack of experience. It's one run, one win. But excellent on the clock on debut. And despite the inexperience, I, I don't think this one could have made a, a better start. And uh, hopefully, you know, late race, we could see Sneezy chopping a bit up in the bogs after racing. <laughs> well, I can I can give I don't know if this is an exclusive, it might not be by now. Um, but I've had an exclusive given to me this morning that Paul Townend has chosen Kill Cruit to ride um over Sir Gerhard. Now if that's significant to anyone, I don't know, but that's that's Paul's choice. If that's breaking news, I don't know because I haven't checked social media, I haven't checked it could be old news. He could have been given out yesterday for all I know. But I was told I this it. morning that well, Paul Paul Townenders chose to ride Kill Cruit. So if that affects anyone's decision of the uh, Mullins pair, um, is there any flat the, jockey uh, riding in that this year, or has that been an experiment that's stopped? Do you know? Do you know? I don't know. I mean, the the thing for me, I, I always enjoy flat jockeys riding, except when. Uh, Jamie Spencer. When Jamie Spencer put Randstone Cowboy through the fence and yeah, and, cost and, him about seven grand. And me with it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I, I just that's the meeting I couldn't breathe. I mean, if ever I thought there were one 
stewards inquiry at a festival that could get you know yeah. absolutely ch- chucked out that was it i mean yeah, you know so th- thanks spencer you know twat um, <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean i mean i mean it's just things memories you, you know rhinestone cowboy you think thinking you know this is one it's one and then yeah you know, spencer why spencer you know he spent years doing you on the flat and, you know... Man, that's the regular life-changing lucky 63. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, so I'm, I'm with you, John, anyway. Kill Cruit, because Paul Townsend chose Kill Cruit, so yeah. he, knows more, he knows more than I do. So, there we go. So, if you don't know that information, by the time you listen to this, well, I'm pretty sure it's gospel, because I know the chap that's told me is reliable. Um, so you might want to take advantage of the prices, knowing that before the racing rags get hold of it. And that concludes uh, day one and day two, uh, part of our preview. You can find uh, days three and four of the Cheltenham Festival on our second part um, by just clicking on the link uh, that's provided on Twitter and via our YouTube or SoundCloud page. Thanks for listening. <laughs>